0: going on man hey scap can you hear me
1: yeah i can hear you
0: perfect all right good good all right and now we're all set
1: three two one welcome to the scap show i'm your host the one and only carter scappa and today is a special episode because i have a special guest guest with
0: me introduce yourself sir uh redrick pimentel former boxing world champion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, you can crack me up that way. All right, so
1: on today—it sh- ain't a joke,
0: man. Oh I yeah, <laughs> the top day.
1: you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, so on today's show, we'll be talking about boxing. And and first off, how's it, how's it going in life? Like, how's school going? How's football?
0: I'm not gonna lie. Uh, wait, am I allowed to curse on the show? I don't care. All right, all right. Maybe, I'm not gonna lie. School is kicking me in the ass, and I feel like a fucking dying every single day. But you know, it is what it is. It it just just how it is. You know, you just gotta push past it and like keep on powering through regardless. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like that's that's just how life is in the end. Mm -hmm. So how so how so how do
1: how do how's football going? Like, what got you the idea? Oh well, doing it anyway.
0: Um, I wanted to get into football because it was my senior year, and like. I've barely participated in any kind of, like, school sport, you know what I mean? I just kind of, like, um. I felt like I had to get more into the community at our school, into the culture, so I decided to join football, because I thought the toughness that I received You wanted boxing. to hit, nice is what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. What? You said you wanted to hit guys,
1: you are like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too.
0: That like, speech was awesome. Of course, yeah, like, um, like... Uh, I guess I guess it's just in my blood and like I just I just enjoy hurting people, not in a, a creepy way, but like you know, like like <laughs> not that you know, just like, like, like that. It's fun to um uh, to knock a man on his ass, you know what I mean? Like yes.
1: yeah. Yeah, you wanna hear you wanna hear, yes, what happened in practice today. like I was on the kickoff spot, I ended up yep. running over running over Bobby.
0: Nice. Like, he nice. literally
1: tried to block me and he and just he just got ran over like pancakes
0: good good i'm glad to hear that i'm glad to hear that
1: sorry bobby if you're listening to this
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so for my next question i got what inspired you to do boxing anyway like what gave you that like who who and like what gave you the first the idea of doing it
0: uh well there's there's not really much to the story i mean like back in eighth grade i i was like dealing with some stuff i guess right and i was like uh like low self-esteem all that crap right and then I remember I was just looking on the internet one day, like, and I came across the story of this one boxer from like, I believe around the nineteen twenties, uh, the roaring, the roaring twenties, yeah, <laughs> in the USA. Um, yeah, that was the nickname for the for the era at the time. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I so the boxer was named Jack Dempsey, right? And mm-hmm. he was this like I'm a six foot tall guy. He was pretty small compared to a lot of other other heavyweights at the time, yeah. but. What distinguished him from the bunch was how how much of a savage he was. Like how much he just like a uh, he would just pummel his opponents until you know they'd stop fighting back. And wow. like his whole backstory too was was pretty inspiring to me. How he um uh, he grew up in a family of uh thirteen siblings or something like that, right? And they were underneath crippling po- poverty. Mm-hmm. And like you know yeah. I've I've had my fair share of rough times as well, like not being able to eat and whatnot. So yeah. like I, I just became inspired from that point on like I even read about how he couldn't afford like rides or something like that and all that so like at a young age he just left home and would hitch rides on uh, on train tracks and like um on trains sorry and then he would go from town to town find yep. the toughest looking guy there and just fight them for money. Oh my and, gosh. Wow. Yeah, like that was that was literally like life. a
1: big badass, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Woo. Like like that's the kind of lives that these guys led back then. Like compared mm-hmm. to how we live now, like we live in an age of comfort and I feel like that has made us weak in a sense. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. It's, yeah. I know. But um so as a result, like Jack Dempsey, he he just like he became a very ferocious fighter and he was admired for that. Like I remember there was a quote, um he said something like uh uh, like like hunger back then was my driving force like you could hit me on uh, hit me on the chin with a sledgehammer for five bucks and I'd be able to eat another night or something like that, right so yeah. um I just uh, and like one of my favorite fights ever was uh his first heavyweight championship title fight. He fought a guy named Jess Willard who was like a <laughs> whole I believe if I remember correctly this is from memory uh like five inches taller than him and like wow. forty forty fifty pounds heavier and then, this guy, Jess Willard, was was known for having like the stamina of a, of a racehorse, right? Mm-hmm. So then, yep. in a surprising turn of events, despite being the bigger man, the more experienced mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. in the art of pugilism, yep. yeah. Jack Dempsey beat him to an, a complete pulp within three rounds. He knocked him down like seven times in the first round, Woo! broke his ribs, cheekbones. Seven bones. times? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, back then they they didn't give a shit, man. I'm not. They, didn't, they didn't. have t.
1: They, they didn't have like a TKO thing at all. They no,
0: have- no. They just they just kept on going until someone couldn't fight anymore. They they fought for 15 rounds back then. Yeah, like, I uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, 15 rounds. And and the boxing association had to like literally lower the amount because people were dying <laughs> no, from like exhaustion. A- guys are
1: taking a huge beating.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like getting beat on for 15 <laughs> yeah. rounds, but like that just shows how how different that's, people were back then. That shows
1: like, how tough they were. Yeah, it was a lot harder times at that time.
0: Exactly. Like you had to
1: fight like most people's like if you didn't have money, like you
0: almost had to fight to get your food. Exactly. And that's like that. Exactly.
1: And that's like how it is now. in like all those other countries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was for my family personally, too. So mm-hmm. like, um, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to bring that toughness back into boxing because boxing nowadays has has become like, yeah, a, it, a it doesn't almost. receive
1: a lot of attention, it seems like.
0: Yeah, it doesn't
1: get much attention, and nobody really thinks of it as like a big, a, Well, not nothing again. Not saying it's not a big yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Still,
0: honestly, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: It doesn't receive like as much. It doesn't receive as much hype as like football, basketball. Like those are the two pop best pop most popular sports.
0: Yeah. So, but like um, like adding on to that, I feel like the reason why boxing has lost its like um. Its effect on people nowadays is because we've entered an age of comfort and like at yeah. the same mm-hmm. time boxing has become like more of a business than than the blood sport it should be you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the reason why boxing was so popular back then was because people had all this negative emotion pent pent up inside of them due to like world yeah. war Two, racism segregation all the issues that were thriving <laughs> in america back then and yep. as a result they like um they would seem to channel their anger into the boxers that they see in the ring and they would fight for their entertainment to, to satisfy their like um their lust for violence in a sense. And that's what boxing is to me. It's like, yeah. um, it's, it's where men can like rise, rise to power, to status, yeah. to fame through nothing but sheer willpower. Mm-hmm. And, like like nowadays boxing has has lost that like it's yeah become a business. A lot of people now, nowadays are just, just added in like all money.
1: those t- yeah they added like all those titles and
0: yeah yeah it's it's a big disrespect to the sport in my opinion. But I know I yeah. want to bring that back.
1: Yeah. All right. So for our next question, yes. Who are your top five all-time boxers?
0: All right, all time. Um, yeah, all time. It's very difficult for me to choose like a top five all time because, like, I've looked at so many boxers in the past and, like, I they're all amazing to me, man. Like, it's it's difficult to compare boxing boxers from different ages, different times, different weight classes. You know what I mean?
1: Well, you could you could just say, like, just you could say just a, yeah. a, a few five, like, it doesn't make it yeah. doesn't need
0: like your best, your favorite. Like, five.
1: Like, I could name you a bunch, save your last one, your just favorite favorite for last.
0: Yeah, and you
1: could just name a few four that.
0: I could I could name a bunch right now, like i uh, from different eras. Like way back then, uh, there's Jack Johnson. He was the first Black heavyweight champion. He broke mm-hmm. the the color barrier in um in the sport and like helped the uh, helped like desegregate it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And um, then there's Jack Dempsey, of course. We already yeah yeah. Him. Yep. Uh, Jess Willard. Yeah. Um, then there's there's guys like uh, let me think. Rocky Marciano. He's the only. Oh, undefeated, I, think I,
1: I think I've heard of him uh, before. I don't... Yeah he's probably my favorite
0: boxer ever like he he was a monster he um he's the only um undefeated heavyweight champion in history an achievement mike tyson muhammad ali joe frazier none of them could achieve that yeah yeah like um he was the only man to go undefeated for 49 fights straight 49 wins and 43 knockouts so you know yeah um he was he was insane he uh, he started at the age of twenty-one as well. Like, I I believe around twenty-one. So, like, it was it was when um his baseball career went bad and like he wasn't he, wow. he wasn't allowed into a professional baseball team. Yeah, because that was when. Yeah.
1: What what year was that? Like, was that when? Baseball I believe worked? that was like
0: nineteen fifties.
1: Oh yeah, that might have been like when it was yeah. still
0: like
1: yeah. black and white players were still trying to come yeah. to get come come to an
0: agreements. Yeah. Like baseball and boxing were were massive sports back then, they mm-hmm. still are, but like they're yeah ba- over baseball for doesn't get
1: us. baseball and boxing now are kind of in the lower half. yeah, it's not just football and basketball, then it's like baseball, hockey, yeah. boxing, and then UFC, like all that,
0: yeah, oh yeah, but um uh, so back to Rocky, he would like mm-hmm. um he trained himself like like a workhorse. He was insane. He would jog ten to fifteen miles every wow. single day, nonstop. Ooh. For three years straight okay. and like and and on fight week right like um on fight week that's the week where um boxers typically like rest up so they don't injure yes. themselves uh rocky rocky on the other hand he would train even harder he would pump it up to like 15 miles every single day wow. for the week and um he he was kind of like uh the reason why he was my favorite boxer is because mm-hmm. he's almost religious about the sport in his um in his tactics like when when it would yeah. Be one month away from fight week, for example. What he would yeah. do, he would cut off uh, contact from all his friends, all his family. He would he would focus solely on training. He would rid all impurities from his mind, in a sense. And uh, he he was insane about it. He would he would even it's, refuse. I like sounds yes? all
1: committed. He sounds like all committed to boxing.
0: He, re- like, was he truly mind. was. He truly was. Like, he was he was a testament to mm-hmm. what willpower, how like how far willpower could bring you. Like, Mm -hmm. he he even refused to shake hands with fans because he didn't want to get sick and, like, catch a disease before fight night. He was that focused on on the championship title. Yep. So, um, that's one of my favorite boxers. Another one, uh, I'm going to have to think. Uh, Oh, uh, Roberto Duran. He was one of the uh, fabulous four of, I think, mm-hmm. like the 1970s and 1980s around that era. Like it was after what? Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. So, uh, um, oh, so like, yeah, so kind of like around
1: 80s, 90s, something like that. Or like yeah.
0: 70s? Yeah. 80s, 90s, definitely. Okay. 90s was Tyson era, and 80s yeah. is like the fabulous four. That's Thomas Hearns, yeah, Roberto yeah. Duran, yeah. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, and um, oh, I think I've heard of Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, and Marvin Hagler. They're all great fighters, but Roberto Duran is one of my favorites because he was like, um, He's like the old time Manny Pacquiao. He like oh, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Yes, he like rose up from poverty. Um, uh, he grew up around criminals, um, drug dealers, prostitutes, that sort of yeah. thing. He lived that yeah. life, and he lived his like chi- He spent his childhood scrounging the streets for scraps mm-hmm. to to make a yeah. living, and eventually, of course, like like mo- many champions of the past, he eventually found boxing, and it it lifted him up towards fame he was mm-hmm. his nickname was actually manos de piedra because um like hands of stone that's the translation because he mm-hmm. was known to hit extremely hard as well
1: yeah like he, his punch must have been like yeah. when he punched it probably had like a really hard force to it and
0: definitely when sugar ray leonard fought against him he once he got punched by him leonard himself said that um it felt as if there were multiple people in the ring punching him at once that's that's how it felt to get punched by Duran. Wow. So, yeah. But the problem with Duran is that um though he had the tactician's mind in boxing, like he was he was capable of uh I I guess I could like um I guess it could be called legal grappling in boxing in a sense. What he yeah. would do was he would stay up close and the moment he feels his opponent's arm shift away from his touch, he would know a punch is coming and adjust accordingly. And he would like um he would use their sense of touch against them to mislead them and, and land punches where they may not be expecting it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So Leonard was of course known for his, for his late, um, ta- tactical infighting. And was it like, his, a, did he ever
1: win the belt before?
0: Yes. Multiple. Okay. He's one of the, his career is like one of the longest standing of all time. I'm pretty sure. Wow. But, um, the thing, the problem with Duran is that he lived a sort of playboy lifestyle and later ah. on he would he would balloon up in weight and mm. um he just he just didn't have the dedication that Marciano had but I still yeah. respect yeah. him for yeah. like, for mm-hmm. what he's brought to the sport you know what I mean yeah
1: I know what you mean yeah, yeah I know what you mean
0: and so moving on uh, another favorite would definitely yeah. be Sugar Ray Robinson he's mm-hmm. like he's widely agreed upon like by um by multiple boxing historians to be the greatest boxer to ever live um, to put that into perspective, Muhammad Ali himself said that Sugar Ray Robinson was the inspiration be- behind his fighting style. So, yeah, It's not as trash
1: talk, no, probably not
0: But um but like, to um further on, like, if I remember correctly, Sugar Ray Robinson's own boxing record kind of read like a telephone number. Like, um, he had one hundred seventy three wins. Hey, how many? What, how many yes. week, it sounds like. What? It sounds like he fought almost like every single week. Oh, yeah, that's that's what It sounds like they fought a lot more frequently back then. Sugar Ray Robinson, like uh, there was one story where he traveled to Europe, defeated three different national champions from three different countries in under a month. So, wow. yeah, but, um, and then he had 103 knockouts, a testament, of course, to his knockout power. And then sadly, he had 19 losses, but. Those happened towards the end of his career when, yeah, he, was, I get, when yeah. he was on the decline. And then yeah. I believe he had like nine or four draws, something like that, um, mm-hmm. or no contests. Like There was actually a fight where um, he fought as a welterweight, standing at around like, I don't know, 150 pounds, 147 mm-hmm. pounds. He yep. fought against the light heavyweight champion at 175 pounds. And he was actually besting him. Um, I remember his his name was like Maxim, I think, something like mm-hmm. that yeah um, Robinson was actually besting Maxim in their boxing match until heatstroke finally got to Robinson and knocked him out instead like people and yeah like at the time uh it was recorded to be one of the highest temperatures in like their location and people were literally like passing out within the stadium they had to replace referees because they get they pass out from heatstroke. so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um Robinson Robinson was an insane fighter like I've seen so many clips of him he would he would throw three left hooks within the span of like I don't know one or two seconds and they would all land perfectly on target he was he was very um uh, natural in his fighting style every
1: oh, you, blo- you, you lost connection a bit yo can you still hear me? Yo, Roderick, you still there? I think I lo- I think I lost you a bit. Let me get this back on.
0: good wait before we start recording man yep wait do you have was that saved or do we have to like start all over again
1: i think we'll be fine
0: oh all right let's say
1: all right three two one welcome back to the scap show i'm your host the one and only carter Scappa. and here's my guest at this time introducing himself
0: yes redrick pimentel for um future boxing world champion.
1: <laughs> I can see that coming in. All right. Now, you were talking about Sugar Ray, Ro-
0: Sugar Ray Robinson was his name? Yes, yeah. Sugar uh, Ray Robinson.
1: You talked about when the referees all passed out. Oh, yes. Before, yes. Before, so you can continue what you were saying originally.
0: All right. So I've seen Robinson like I'm a he was He was an insanely athletic boxer. He was like the Roy Jones Jr. of the past. He um, almost... Yeah. He he had a great chin. He could withstand punches, but um, he also had this uncanny ability to headhunt his opponents. He was a he was a very accurate with his punches, which mm-hmm. often came in combinations. He was he was a very good boxer, and he had great footwork as well. Just great ring IQ. He was he was one of the best all around, and I I feel like his record alone like is a testament to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all his greatness. Yeah. All right, so what about like boxers from like the 70s and 80s? Like those guys, hmm. do you have any favorites out of them?
0: All right, so uh, let me think. Oh, yeah, all right, so one boxer that I liked, um, yeah. of course, there's the golden age of heavyweights, right? I believe that was around the time Muhammad yeah. Ali, George Foreman, Joe Frazier, those three, right? Smoking Joe. Yeah, Smokin' Joe is a great boxer. <laughs> He's probably my favorite out of the, out of the trio, but um yeah. all three of them they they all had this distinct style and personality that they were able to bring to boxing mm-hmm. to to truly make it entertaining, which is yeah. why like that could, that age could be considered the golden age of boxing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like um Muhammad Ali of course had his brash trash talk, but like
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I know. He, try- he he well, he did that like to like hype up Pipe yeah. up the card and all that. Like he wanted a lot of viewers, and he it was, got to try to get a lot of attention.
0: Yeah, and it was something that was that was never seen before in the sport of boxing. They they'd the never seen someone so outspoken us. and confident. And sure. yes. he was
1: able to back it up very easily.
0: Yes, he he really was. He was able to to predict when he would knock his opponent out, like um in which round specifically. That's how good he was. That's how much of a gap there was between him and his <laughs> opponent.
1: Yep.
0: but. Like as for the other two, George Foreman, George Foreman, uh, he was he was greatly feared in the world of boxing for his his astounding punching power, insane chin, yeah. just his just his ruthlessness in the sport, and um mm-hmm. his style additionally revolved around how menacing he was. He um how he would fight. He would uh, he often towered over um other heavyweight boxers. At the he, box.
1: like inti- he like he like to intimidate them?
0: Yes, yeah, he w- he was like the Mike Tyson of old in the sense, like uh, yeah, like when it comes to intimidating boxers, there are three that come to mind: Sonny Liston, George Foreman, and Mike Tyson. Yeah, and George Foreman was was very good at his craft. What he would do, um, uh, for example, with his boxing style, more specifically. Yep. Uh, he would utilize his long length, like his, his lanky arms, no, like his not lanky, reach,
1: he had the actual but... reach advantage, is what you're saying. Yes.
0: yes, he had the reach advantage, but not only that, what he would do was he would keep his opponents at a distance by physically, like, actually shoving them away, like, keeping them at a distance, landing blows, interrupting their rhythm, and tearing their guard apart with his heavyweight punches. Mm-hmm. And uh, this style, of course, like, um. It worked superbly well against a boxer like George Joe Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, Frazier's style was dependent upon getting in close, landing body blows, taking his yeah. opponent's legs away, and stopping them from movement, and crushing them eventually with his smoking left hook. <laughs> but, um, smoking hook. It was, it was, it was a terrible matchup for Frazier when they when he and Foreman fought because Foreman just just had the reach advantage and a style which directly countered Frazier's. His mm-hmm. style made it so that Frazier was never able to get in close, and as a result, Frazier would get knocked down multiple times, and the match would eventually stop in, I think the whole, third round, somewhere like that. Wow. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> Frazier himself, he he was no joke either. Definitely yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. He was he was, he was Muhammad Ali's first loss, right? If I know. I'm like
1: sure. they had that they had that classic match It was like the battle of heavyweights, battle yeah. of battle
0: of the century. Yeah, yeah. Like... he landed that that beautiful left hook in the 15th round. Just yeah. it landed square on his chin, caught Ali off balance and knocked him down on his ass. Yeah. And it, it really it really um uh, demonstrated just like just how how good of a fighter Frazier was. He <laughs> he had an uncanny ability to dodge punches. He he had um his his uh let me think, his bob and weave. It was not in a rhythm which his opponent could find because boxing uh, a lot of boxing depend is dependent upon rhythm uh, the yeah. pace the pace at which you punch, the pace at which you you move around you you bob and weave, dodge punches all of that it's it's revolved around rhythm and you find that within your heart in a sense you find your own pace at which yeah. you can fight but um yeah. but Frazier, he had a very irregular rhythm and as a result, it was difficult for boxers to pinpoint when he would punch, when he mm-hmm. would dodge. It was difficult for them to hit, for them to hit him at all. And Frazier had, uh, ha, um, was capable of dodging punches, getting in yep. close, and then landing that left hook. And his mm-hmm. left hook was was um most likely the best ever seen in boxing history. It was. Yeah. a... I Did believe- you say
1: like your coach uh, Didn't you see your coach almost tried to do it try to teach you guys do it Oh yeah it?
0: He, he taught me how to do it. I mean like uh, I, of course I'm, I'm no master at it I'm not like Frazier. at all but like I believe like so it goes by many different names the gazelle punch, the kangaroo punch. my coach calls it the kangaroo punch and his my coach's coach actually trained at um, at the same gym that Joe Frazier trained at and they wow. would teach the kangaroo punch there. So how it worked, like how Frazier would load up so much power into his punch, he would, he would be coming off of a bobbin weave. He would duck beneath the punch, which would cause him to squat downwards and load up on his legs. Mm-hmm. Then as a result, he would leap forward almost. And that leap would cause him to cover a great distance with the momentum adding to the power of his punch. And as a result, he was, able to, he was capable of knocking people like Ali down on their ass. Despite, um, despite Ali's, of course, great chin strength, which has protected him within the ring for a what for so long until, of course, Parkinson's hit. But regardless yeah. of that, Frazier, Foreman, Ali—they were they were very great boxers. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, so now I have my list here, my top five boxers all time.
0: All right, all right, let's hear it. For
1: five. I got Evander Holyfield.
0: I respect that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then second, I got. The, the money man, Floyd Money Mayweather.
0: Yeah, he he's good. a he's a superb defensive boxer. He yeah, he's yeah. very good at the cross guard, the Philly shell. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yep. And then number three, Muhammad Ali. Yeah.
0: Very.
1: Like I like the way it's like he he just didn't like back down from anybody's. Exactly.
0: The, the, the like about. Him. Exactly. Like in a time yeah. of such such um racial tension in a sense where yeah. where so many people were were divided amongst themselves. Ali was able to unite people together and, yeah. and really like bring them underneath <laughs> one flag against racism. And, and then, like, oh, yeah. yeah, and then number two, I got Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas, yes,
1: yeah, he was. It, it was a very inspiring story thing when he won the fight because, like, yes, I think like his what his
0: parents yeah. had died, yeah. like his his ones. his mother died, I believe, like a month before the fight, and that gave him the extra boost he really yeah. needed to win against Mike Tyson. Yeah, that, yeah and it was, and, yeah.
1: Just the only problem is then, like, it almost seemed like he was kind of the Rocky of real life. It's yes,
0: he truly and, was. Yeah, um, if I Just remember the correctly, the odds were like he was a 37 to 1 underdog. Yeah,
1: in ben. And, and they had it broadcast in Tokyo, like, it was not supposed to be like this big pay per view fight. Like, everybody was saying Tyson's gonna win, it's not exactly. even
0: gonna close.
1: All right, and then the and problem was then he got he was like kind of getting a little bit of the fame life yeah, too much. Good. But he ended, up to, and he ended up losing to Holyfield in like his first defense, I think.
0: But I mean, like that, that one night where you win against, against mm-hmm. like a man like Tyson, that's enough to define yeah. your entire legacy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think he, he's, he's well off, you know?
1: Yep. All right. Now for my number one. It's also Smoking Joe. Yes. He, he's one of those, he's one of those Philadelphia guys. They're very, like those guys you don't want to mess with.
0: Exactly. Yeah. He's, um, he, uh, Joe Frazier, Rocky Marciano, and um, Buster Douglas—they like you could you could see a little bit of each of them in ro- in like Rocky Balboa from the Rocky yeah. movies. Yeah. Rocky is like the culmination of, of what a boxer is supposed to be, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like all fight, like not trying to, not trying to do all this like fancy stuff. Like he's exactly. punching like meat sacks. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and they're all frozen, so those are, those will hurt your hands, and, like make them bleed.
0: Well, I mean, in training, I mean, it's, it's my goal to make my hands bleed because I feel like yeah. proof of punching power and hard work, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. All right,
1: so for the next questions, what kind of boxers right now currently do you see as, like, really, really good?
0: Oh, okay, okay. So um, there's, there's this boxer, uh, Saul Alvarez, also known as Canelo oh yeah canelo yeah. canelo canelo is a goddamn monster i don't i don't see uh, anyone he's, he's not, beating him right now in the boxing world
1: yeah he's he just like he like he doesn't like he just wants to fight like that's all he wants he like he doesn't care about like all he probably doesn't care about like all the money and stuff
0: yes yeah like, he's the, he's, all he's, he's just
1: win and fight fight and just win belts
0: yeah he's he's most likely the most disciplined of this generation right now he's like um <laughs> He, he trains, like, near non-stop. He learned from his loss against Mayweather. He's, yeah. he's very tactical as well. He doesn't just depend on his punching power and toughness. Yeah. But when the going gets tough, he does have that toughness and punching power to save him. He does have the heart and the will to go on. So yeah. I believe he has, like, all the qualities needed of a champion. And like, And he's one of my favorites from this generation right mm-hmm. now. He also has, like, this uncanny ability to really, like land his liver blows do you know what a liver blow is
1: yeah like it's like to the side it's like to the side of the ribs like yes. it's gonna yeah that's like and you said something like it. it's worse than getting punched in the nuts like yeah hurts 10 times harder
0: yeah like um much harder basically like, like like the anatomy behind a liver blow like uh your liver is on the right side of your body by your ribs yeah. i learned a bit of anatomy because you know boxing i guess but um yeah so your liver is like covered in very sensitive nerves from head to yeah. toe, right? And mm-hmm. and like there's a little bit of it hanging out from beneath your ribs. And once someone digs into that with their left shovel hook like Canelo would, your body like experiences a pain like no other. Like it just shuts down. You can't stand up. There's no defending against it. There's, I mean, yeah. there is a defense against it, but there's no enduring it in a sense. Like I, I, personally have been hit with like multiple liver blows, in oh,
1: and you said like it's hard to breathe in that. Yes, like...
0: like like everything below my chest when I got hit by a liver blow, it just went numb and I couldn't breathe. I like I just wow. fell to the floor and I was like I was like what happened? I don't I don't understand. And like I, everything below my chest was just numb. I couldn't feel my my feet, my legs, my stomach. It was just, it was very painful, and then uh-huh. I got back up, of course, because you know adrenaline helps numb that. Then I was, you know, I'm I'm not very good at, at defense, admittedly. Like that's something I need to work on because yep. I got hit with another liver blow, got knocked oh. down again. <laughs> um, it was very painful getting getting hit in the liver. So, <laughs> like, yeah. I
1: understand you. I don't. Yeah, if I'm not feeling that. Yeah,
0: I it's it sounds it's, like it hurts. Like, quite yeah, more. like like I just I just felt myself curl up and like like I just I just. It just hurt, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like more about that. Uh. So as for like other modern boxers, there's another boxer in um bantamweight, I believe, named bantamweight. Yeah, bantamweight. Uh, at like that. I believe that's around uh one one hundred and ten pounds, one eighteen pounds, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And he's um, I think he's at that weight. There's this boxer named Nayoya... Nayoya... I am not sure how to pronounce it. Nayoya Inoue. I never heard he, of him
1: before so I need to well, hear him but he's
0: he's a very good boxer um I he's like he's um how do I say this he's a utilitarian boxer I believe that's the right use of the word in a sense yeah he um he's he's very simplistic he his specialty is landing liver blows as well similar to Canelo mm-hmm. but he doesn't have fancy technique what he sticks to are fundamentals yeah, and that's that's what I that's see. Per,
1: that's pretty much like what you got to get started with in order to yeah. do all those fancy punches. Like you got, yeah, you got to be able to get the fundamentals right, and then then you can add all that other stuff
0: to it. Exactly, and that's what guys like Canelo, Spence, and Inoue all mastered. They <laughs> they focused on their fundamentals. Like um, Inoue, in no for example, what he would do is he would do a lot of level switches. He would he would punch at the head, punch at the body. You, his opponent, would not know where to expect the next punch, and as a result, they would have trouble defending against his strikes. He would also strike from awkward ranges as well, ranges where you wouldn't expect to be hit. Like um, uh, like uh, most pe, most boxers at mid range don't expect to be hit with a right straight to the body. Yet Inoue uses that against them and lands it. And additionally, Inoue also um sticks to a bit of old school boxing because. Back then, uh, to explain, back then, old school, gloves weren't very well made. They they wouldn't fully protect your fist. They would, like, the the like
1: tape their hands is what they did most yeah. of the
0: time. Yeah. And, like, as a result, boxers would avoid actually punching at the head because colliding with the skull could end up breaking their fists and, uh, uh, like, threatening their career as a result. So old school boxing is built around defending from body shots and being able to land body shots.
1: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like a,
0: a lot of boxers of the modern, genera- modern generation have forgotten that. Like mm-hmm. A lot of them headhunt. They don't go for the body enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and they're, the stance even is, is, in, is more focused on protecting the head than the body. While old school boxers, they turn their torso sideways so that there's less of a target. Um, that's yeah. the stance that I was taught at my gym, but in no way, of course, he utilizes those those elements to his advantage because a lot of boxers nowadays, um, they don't really, they're, they they just. It feels they like they just on. wait
1: for an opening. Is what they do.
0: Yeah, like they yeah. kind of
1: stand at a lot and just wait to see once somebody takes their defense down, then they go at.
0: Then they yeah. go. For it. And like um, they they headhunt as well. They aren't as yeah. focused on the body or. On like level changes, as in no way is so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as for another modern boxer, that Here's one. Like, How
1: about tell this guy, Deontay Wilder?
0: Deontay Wilder. All right. Yep. He has he has great punching power. Yeah, he's got. He's yeah. He's he's definitely got. i I'm a
1: Big fan, of, a fan of his
0: punching power. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. it. that's it. No no disrespect to him. I know he trains, but like I know he, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have the technique. Well, he's...
1: And he is like a heavyweight. Cha- he is like was yeah. a former heavyweight champion. So heavyweights, that's how heavyweights are.
0: Yeah, I I guess so. Like back then, heavyweights like um like they mostly heavy,
1: relied on their powers. When they yeah, did.
0: like that's why guys like Tyson, Foreman, Frazier, Ali, they came yeah. to rise. Um, and Ken Norton too. Like those kinds of guys. Oh, they, I know. They had, had
1: yeah. yeah. I, he, I really yeah. liked him. His yeah. His son actually, Ken Norton Jr. was a former. Dallas Cowboys linebacker and is currently oh. defensive coordinator for the Seahawks so nice
0: yeah like yeah. the Norton family is, is extremely yeah. athletic I know like uh, his nickname was actually Superman because he was like he was just didn't insane. he like knock
1: didn't he break Ali's jaw one time
0: yeah he did he, he did his jaw. yeah Foreman also like I think he blew up one guy's internal like orbital bone or something <sighs> like that so yeah they they in addition to their punching power they had the technique to support it so mm-hmm. yeah but wilder i feel like he he needs to work on like um yeah something something that allows him to use his punching power without mm-hmm. restricting him too much because it feels like he's trying to change his style uh almost completely right now he's he's trying to be something he's not he is mm-hmm. not a technical boxer yeah and, that's not fair. yeah and like um yeah, of course like i he he has to fight more strategically but he should be he shouldn't become something he isn't, you know. So, yep. Um, one one boxer I really like right now too is another one named uh Spence. Yeah. Errol
1: Spence Jr.
0: Yes, Errol Spence Jr. He yeah, he's is great. He,
1: he was originally supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao, which he oh, wouldn't yeah. want. He would have definitely won a Pacquiao. Yeah. Career, whoever he, he faced. Yeah. And, yeah no disrespect so was, to
0: Pacquiao, but like he wasn't Pacquiao's, gonna.
1: Do, he's, yeah. he's 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 he should he's all retired. And I don't think he should. He yeah.
0: Should have been there exactly. Same, same with Holyfield right now. Have you seen like when he when he got, yeah, yeah, oh my, I
1: don't know what it he was?
0: Said. Sad, it was what sad. Like, I can understand wanting to fight further, but at the same time, like, yeah, there's no need to fight yeah, further for these boxers, know. their legacy has already been established. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah.
1: So, what were you saying about Errol Spence? Before? Oh, yeah. so sure, Errol
0: Spence, like, I really, um, uh. I like his style like he he's a very fundamental boxer as well and then his stamina is something to be pointed out too he he's the t- he's the kind of boxer that goes harder as the rounds go on
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah like like a- as his opponent starts to get more and more tired he just amps up the speed the pace the power the effort he just amps it all up somehow and like just draws that from within and that that has caused him to be a very successful boxer now I don't know how the car crash has affected his boxing ability because we have not. Yeah, seen like they're fight
1: saying him. they're gonna try to set this fight up between like the fight everybody wants to see is like Spence Jr. against against Terence Crawford. Oh yeah, Terrence. I've heard about that Crawford, which it seems like it's not gonna happen for some reason.
0: Yeah, like it, it it seems like they're both too too afraid of losing, or maybe it's the matchmakers that are too afraid of them losing. So
1: yep i got your message right now we'll, we'll be wrapping up very soon
0: all right but yeah late
1: yep we got two more questions left first all one right, sure. first one is so are you trying to go pro in boxing like that's what, yes that's what your goal number one goal yes. is
0: yes after um of course i want to i want to go into college and go into the military to pay off for college but um Mm-hmm. i i want to be able to go into college just in case boxing doesn't work out because of course like there's if like, you end up like
1: getting injured if you end up like getting injured or something and
0: then... yeah yeah or if if it just doesn't turn out to be successful i don't like, like
1: boxing is just yeah, like a really hard sport like it's
0: yeah it really is it mm-hmm. like no disrespect to other sports yeah yeah, yeah yeah i know like yeah. um but in my opinion at least i i believe it's the most difficult sport because when it comes to like um boxing it's it's you alone in that. Yeah, it's like
1: you versus the other guy. That's it.
0: Yeah, you you don't have anything else to depend on. Of course, there's there's a coach there. There's yeah, they not. They can't. Um, they don't yeah. help you in the ring. Like, yeah, in the they league, don't. They don't fight wars. for don't... you. You can't. You can't pass the match on to them like how you pass a ball in in other sports. It, yeah, it's yeah, up to you yeah. to win. It's up to your <laughs> own own tactics. Up to your own um mental fortitude, stamina, strength, the training that you put yep. into this. Mm-hmm. It's all up to you in the end. Yes. So. That's why I believe that boxing is, is the most difficult of all sports. Yeah, Just yeah. like combat sports in general. Yeah. So, yeah. Now for the final question. Yes.
1: You ready to hit in football?
0: Yes. I'm always ready to hit.
1: Let's <laughs> go. One day before it's one day before game day.
0: Yes, sir. Yep. As I said before,
1: I, as I game day. As I said before, I'm gonna be trying to run over people. I was able to run over Cheddar Bob. Sorry, Cheddar Bob. I'm looking forward
0: to that, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. We'll be ready Sorry, for your back
1: at some point next week.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I'll definitely be coming back. Yeah, yeah, week. yeah. My grades are good right now, man. So right. I want to hit people. Like yeah. that's that's all I'm in for. Like it's yeah, in my blood. It's in, it's my, blood, it's in <laughs> my blood to punch people, to tackle people, yeah. and like like oh once yeah. Once you get the, once
1: you get the blocking right, you'll be
0: yeah. much physical enough to like knock yeah. these guys over. Like one, one favorite aspect of mine in the sport of boxing and sparring at least is that yeah. um, though my, my defense is admittedly pretty poor, one of my favorite things to do is to straight up just eat a punch head on because... It's it's psychological warfare. It has an effect on your opponent once they realize that your punches have no effect on them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know like mean imagine that. how terrifying it is to see an opponent coming at you. Your punches do nothing and all they do is just smile back. In fact, our coaches teaches us our coach teaches us to smile in the ring just <laughs> to scare our opponents. So, you know, call me a masochist but I'm going to be world champ one day. So, you know, yep. I, I don't care. Yeah. Listen to that, folks.
1: Listen to that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here.
1: Yep. Yep, I just got over 50%. It's all great.
0: Nice, man. All right.
1: All right. Thank you for watching the Scap Show. I'm your host, one and only Carter Scappa, And I'm signing off now. I'll see you all later. Peace. Adios. Adios. <laughs>